Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Monday or Tuesday, I forget, I get my days mixed up, but starting the show with a, a tweet from somebody needing an update to something. This is from at Vegas Ricky. This what isn't Michaela's mo- dad, is it? <laughs> what I appreciate about this is you must you have to be a real uh, a real listener to remember this because this has been months ago now. This has been yeah, this has been quite a while. So this is uh, from at Vegas Ricky, who tweeted at us at DTS Show. If you're not following us already, I highly encourage you do. And they say the following: I must know if there has been a wake held recently for the woman upstairs, <laughs> or if she was finally cured. You haven't been talking about her lately, Allie. Is she the one responsible for making Jarrett and Emmy sick? Hashtag let's stop typhoid Tanya. Oh my God, not typhoid Tanya. I th- <laughs> well, bless you, Vegas Ricky, for coming up with a name for the woman upsta- upstairs. I don't know what her name is, but as some of you know, I have. Uh, I get here early, I get here earlier than I n- normally would to try and avoid traffic, and I found a little... Vacant cubicle upstairs. A little nook. A little nook. It, it, it's occasionally overrun by broken printers and chairs and things like that. So I have to, I've, I don't think anyone knows that I'm there. And <laughs> Because you're buried underneath office equipment? I am, yeah. It's like they call it the office graveyard oh. because it's a bunch of equipment that is no longer being used or a chair that needs to be thrown away. And it's just this little nook of cubicles that is not occupied by anybody except little old me. Allie, you're big ticket talent around here. You need to be able to get your own space. I, I okay. We Why the, don't we talk? We to are the, the, the number one national LGBTQ radio okay. station in the, in the country. Well, you you find me an alternative, and I will go there on it. So, I sit I sit in this cubicle every morning. I can hear the people in the area in the same cubicle area as me, but I've never seen their faces. There is a woman up there who has been sick for it seems like the entire year. She was hacking. Uh, I don't know if Emmy, you're able to find that audio of that woman hacking, but it was it was god awful. I mean, she started off and she would talk to the woman, their, her friends, and the other guys that that worked around her, and she'd be like, "Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm catching something." <laughs> and then the next day, it was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I don't know what's going on." And then weeks later, she was like, "Yeah, the doctor said that my ribs might be bruised," and I was like, "Oh my god, this woman oh god. probably has walking pneumonia or some horrible." Like she might be typhoid My Tanya. Ribs might be bruised. That, that's a real situation. Yes, and then she would be hacking throughout, and people would be so upset because they didn't. They get uncomfortable. You don't know how to react in that situation. They'd be like, "Oh no, are you okay?" And she'd be like, "No, it's fine. It's just because I took the stairs." Oh, we do have it. Okay, this is this is just one day of her coughing. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that was a guttural one. So this is, I guess, what Vicky, what uh, Ricky Vegas Ricky wanted uh, an update on because she, I have not heard from her. She was gone for several weeks, and then now she is back. And you, Jarrett, got sick, and Emmy has been sick. And Emmy, you kind of have a really bad cough. Would you say it's comparable to the the typhoid Tanya upstairs? Because it sounds pretty bad. I would definitely say so, but I do it in private. 
I do it in private. <laughs> or I'll just do like a like a half cough in front of people. I'll be right. Like, but yeah. which is still pretty gnarly. Don't get me wrong. It's not great. You know, but, the, the half cough or the stifled like, cough <laughs> is, is, yeah, that's an art in and of itself. It because is. you have to go like. <laughs> it's <yeah>. work. Because <laughs> you're like. <clears throat> <laughs> it's like when you're in a movie theater and it's the most pivotal scene and everything around you is quiet oh, yeah. and you're trying so hard and you know the cough is building up in your throat and you're just trying to go <laughs> so I always joke that when that happens in a restaurant like I always hate when that silent moment happens in a restaurant in the middle of a conversation yeah. and you feel like everyone is listening to you because it, it, it doesn't always happen but there are moments when like everything seems to like go down that's the moment I love to say ointment <laughs> because like it's just such an awkward like whenever someone's talking about an ointment it's never a good thing and people are always like what? Yeah. Is, like what's going on? Another good one is like incurable. Oh god. <laughs> Yikes. It's Chronic. Really, it's right. It's itchy and burny. It's just like ugh. <laughs> and I need ointment. Oh I need an ointment. Ugh, I can't wait to go out to dinner with you. It'll be great. <laughs> so she is I, I saw this tweet and I was thinking and I saw the tweet as I was up there working and I was trying to hone in and listen and be like, how is she doing? Uh, and she is doing much better. She, I haven't heard okay. any coughing from her. I don't know if she's been cloned. I don't know if uh, if it just went away and I don't know if it's going to come back later on. But I did overhear a conversation with her and another person, uh, a new person who, again, I don't know who, who any of these people are. If I saw them in the hallways, I wouldn't know who they are and I want to keep it that way. But he was talking to her about people people getting sick leading up to the holidays and I knew what she was going to say because she started going yeah I I was sick a lot this year I don't know if anybody else felt that and then um, it was just like quiet it's <laughs> like yeah I was sick a lot this year and yeah. I don't know what it is and I don't know what's happening and it seemed like she was really having a hard time trying to figure out oh. why she's been so much sicker than everybody else but I think I think that she is working not full days not a week full-time. because I don't always hear. I hear probably two, three times a week. Well, um, to answer the question from the the viewer, like more to the listener more specifically, uh, I am not in contact with this person, and Emmy's not either. That I don't you think. know of? That we know of, right? Because I don't know I'm who she is. Very rarely upstairs. I mean, I I see like. 10, 12 people around here every day. You know what I mean? Max. I, yeah, generally. I, I mean, because of where we are in the building, all that, like, I don't see a whole bunch of people. So I don't think I've run into this person, but, um, and I don't think, I mean, are, you're probably not running into this lady either, I'm guessing, because you, I'm, I'm assuming that you're down here in the same kind of hours and, and quarters that we are. I do go up there, but I know that for sure that I didn't get sick from that person because yeah. I was in New York when I started feeling sick. It was like on my flight home, I had a red eye and I just got Oh, destroyed. that's right. It wasn't her, it was spirit. It was, yeah. and I actually oh, felt that's right. so much better knowing that people here were getting just as sick without mm-hmm. me even being in the vicinity because yeah. that way no one could blame me. Well, oh, Dr. Chris was blaming me yesterday I saw Dr. Chris in the halls last night and he was like I got whatever you got I was like no it ain't mine yeah that's what people like to pass the blame around when it comes to colds and you know what maybe it is typhoid Tanya maybe she is patient zero but we're never gonna know maybe she's a carrier this is something that we need to investigate (laughs) and uh, so TBD on the typhoid Tanya situation we're gonna take a quick break when we come back uh, we've got a whole lot more show lined up for you there's a woman who's giving up on love there's a woman who has two vaginas by the way not the same person Um, yeah that would be the opposite if you have two exactly um we are going to get into a conversation i'm really nervous to have on the radio about what are the words that have been banned 
that you wish that you could have back. We've got a gay MA. All those things coming up. Drop the subject returns in just a few minutes. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject, Allie and Jarrett. What? <laughs> we work in a very shared space. And like I just like put my hand down and I'm like, what did I just touch? You know, like there's like a substance. You're like, what is that? I don't know. Mystery food mess. I don't know. I'm like, is that like residual candy corn? Like, <laughs> And then I'm like, no, candy corn is not that soft and well, gooey. And then you add the fact that we're working for a gay radio station. Just wow. really Moving opens on. up so, a lot of options. There's a new story. <laughs> <laughs> we still have a lot to cover on the show today. We're going to be covering an impeachment update for you. We also have some updates on the teacher strike in Chicago. Lots to talk about today. But right now, we need to talk about something that... If this catches on, it could make your life a lot better. And I argue that the fact that we don't do this in the workplace could be the reason that Typhoid Tanya is Typhoid Tanya. I also think this is a <clears throat> this is a, a problem that is unique in America, and I'll tell you why, but go ahead. Okay. I'm going to say it. The four-day work week. It's something that... What? What? I know! Huh? It's something that lingers in the back of your mind, especially when you're driving to work on Friday and half the people in your office aren't there or people are working from home or working remotely or people say like, oh, I'm taking a personal day. And it's really because they want a three-day weekend more often. And this is becoming a growing trend. Now, the reason, the real reason that it's becoming a growing trend is because unemployment is supposedly at a historic low. It has a lot of companies trying to fight for workers, trying to fight for really good workers. And one of the incentives for a lot of these companies is to offer the option of working for four days a week instead of five days a week. So, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things here happening uh, that that contribute to this. One, we do have really low unemployment, which makes people a little bit more antsy, like, oh, I have a job and I can go do what I want. But also, we're in this age of like millennials, right? Millennials want more things at work. We want to be able to be more comfortable at work. We want to be able to have more amenities at work, um, especially if you look at a lot of tech companies and um, start like a, like newer new age companies, for instance. Yeah. If, like, you, if you work at Google, for instance, there's some kind of policy that I, I believe, and don't quote me on this, but I think it's like no employee's desk should be more than 200 feet away from food, right? There's just food everywhere. There's places to relax and lounge. Like people are at work for long hours. They want to be able to enjoy it more. And so then, I think that offering perks is something else that companies are trying to work on. Well, absolutely, because they they don't want you to leave. They want you to want to be there for as long as possible. They're, if that means putting in a ping pong table or, yeah, putting food everywhere. And then when you get fat from the food, you can go to a free yoga class you or go. you can get a free massage. And it is spoiling people. I mean, you, you, some of these people are sitting at their desk going, why don't I have an ergonomically correct chair? Why don't I have somebody massaging me as I work? I mean, you get a little bit spoiled from that. But the idea of a four day work week has always been the ultimate. I mean, if you think about how ridiculous it is that we, I mean, most people work more than 40 hours a week. Yeah. I think that that's true. No, I think so. Especially so, if you factor in like uh, traffic and, you know, commutes and stuff like that, like people's work weeks end up getting really, really long. If you have an hour long commute like you do 
and that's two hours out of your day. You add that up across the week. You know, that's what another ten hours to your work week. Yeah, I can't. You can't tell me stats like that. You know what it's I mean? Rough. Like at least to ten hours. Yeah. yeah. Or they're like, you're going to spend an average of a hundred hours a year in traffic. And I'm like, oh lord, where's my life going? But it, <clears throat> there's a uh, one of the many human resource management companies. They have found they've done some research and they found that 27 percent of companies now offer compressed work weeks with four 10-hour days and 12% of these companies go a step further and they offer four days a week but employees only have to work for 32 hours. So, so it's basically you're not a... F- it's you, f- yeah, it's four eight-hour yeah. days. Interesting. So here's where I get in an argument with, with Kevin. And Kevin and I have talked about this many, many times and I want to know if you agree and I want to know if you, Emmy, agree as well. The idea of when to take this day off. If we were going to go with four-day work week, would it be... Friday? Would it be so, Monday? So Kevin think, thinks it should be Wednesday. I think the natural idea is, oh, let's extend the weekend and make it Fridays or Mondays. But then I think this idea of Wednesday is really great. I remember there was a holiday on a Wednesday. I can't remember what holiday it was, but it like it broke the week up. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Taking two days and then a day off and then two days. You never like feel the lull of, oh, God, it's Wednesday. <laughs> You know what I mean? <clears throat> well, I think My voice that is doing a lot of typhoid Tanya is permeating throughout your lungs. I know it. Um, okay, there we go. We're clear. Um, but like, I mean, like Monday is Monday, but then Tuesday is kind of Friday. And then See, Thursday's kind of another Monday, but then Friday's a Friday. You know what I mean? It's like, it's always not bad. I guess I just feel like if you're going to have four day work week, why wouldn't you have three days straight where you can actually do something substantial with your weekend? I feel like two day a two day weekend is so short. I mean, you wake up on Saturday, you watch some cartoons, you play some video games, you have like one day and then Sunday is spent running errands and getting ready and cooking and all that crap. Is if it was a flex day, you could do it on a Wednesday or you could do it on Friday or you could do it on Monday. Now that is good stuff. Emmy, Emmy yeah. you have technically a four-day work week. I do. And what do you think of it? Um, we hate you. I'm kidding. It's, <laughs> it's, it has its ups, ups and downs. I mean, I like the fact that obviously I have three consecutive days off, but at the same time, it's like sort of when you have a holiday weekend and you get really tired on that following Tuesday because you've just like been chilling all weekend. Yeah. Like if I don't, if I don't get like active and go out on the weekend then it's exhausting for me to get to work on Monday but if I'm active then it's not so bad but I would like the flexibility of like normally having a Wednesday off because it's I've had a job where I had weekdays off and like you can like go get groceries without a hassle and like go do like personal stuff but like if you want to go on a trip then obviously like the three-day weekend is optimal I so I feel like this is I feel like America would have a difficult time with this because I don't know if you guys remember this. There was like a Cadillac commercial like maybe three or four years ago. Um, And this guy was talking about how, you know, it's so American to work hard and overwork yourself and, um, you know, go hard and all these different things. And like people were like, yeah, that's problematic. Like nobody should be overworking themselves. Um, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more maybe about about what this four day work week could look like. And then also um, I want to get into the Chicago teacher strike. Um, They're actually kind of upset about their working conditions so it's kind of a a natural uh, fit we'll take a quick break we'll be right back drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q drop the subject is back we are in the middle of a conversation about the four-day work week and whether or not is a a realistic option or even a good option and i think 
I unanimously, it's yes. I was going to say, I think the consensus is yes. I've always been fascinated by the idea of a shorter work week, and like it obviously works in other countries. Other countries do this all the time. Um, or, you know, I have like a structure that allows for a four day work week. But I was saying I feel like it's uniquely American that, that people would be resistant to it because we have this idea in America. That we are supposed to, you know, you work ourselves stop. to the bone. We're supposed to, you know, give everything we've got to our jobs. And, like, I feel like millennials are starting to push against that. Um, and I feel like hopefully we can get to a culture where our lives are not about work. Because, you know, you're supposed to be living you're a not work supposed to be living life balance. To work. Well, that's why I think a lot of people are all about the, those buzzwords like self, like uh, self care, and things like that. Because now people are trying to balance work and life a little bit more, and realizing, hey, you know what? The previous generations have been working themselves to the bone, and they're actually not a great example because it's not like they're the happiest people on earth. Yeah. And then you know you look back on your life and go, okay, well that was all about work. What was the point of that? Yeah. So then now people are kind of going, oh, you know what? I value my time a little bit more. So why would I work on this X, Y, and Z when I could actually just go uh, get a massage somewhere and actually or, enjoy my hard-earned money? Yeah. And then everyone goes, you're entitled. I, it's funny because I always hear people talk about the entitlement of millennials and um, I've been, I think I said this before, like one of the pieces that I really want to write is like in defense of millennials because I feel like there's so much backlash against millennials. Millennials are killing this. Millennials are killing that. And millennials, millennials, millennials. But it's like, yeah, but, but millennials have spent, you know, our whole, we've spent our whole lives looking at our parents and grandparents have jobs that they don't necessarily love doing something that they don't necessarily care about for longer than they probably ever wanted to do it and not being happy with that and like I have no interest in being my parents I adore my parents I think they're fantastic people and they did the best that they could with everything they had but like I don't have an interest in doing the jobs that my parents did for for the time that they've done it because like neither one of them are like thoroughly passionate about what they're doing or even really care about it so much but they've just been doing it for a long time mom and pop working exactly well I, I think an interesting added layer to this is the school time schedule because you know we're about to talk about the Chicago strikes and how a lot of the teachers are not enjoying their conditions yeah. and not enjoying their work life so but you would think in an ideal world you think about working for a school working as a teacher or a counselor or whatever you got it pretty good right you, you you're done usually by 3 3 30 mm-hmm. uh, maybe that the latest five like everybody else then you get all of your summers off but I know a lot of teachers and um, most of them will be working during the summer on you know elective summer programs or things like that but then some of them I, I know a couple people who are are school counselors and they do have extra time to go on a long vacation or to just go on little weekend trips and stuff like that and it is kind of nice yeah I one of my good friends is uh, a teacher from my high school and she was never my teacher but she was like an advisor and I'm always really um, interested to talk to her about like being a teacher and like what it's like and what it's like as you progress through life and she's a high school teacher and she's you know she's taught different classes and it's interesting teaching ninth graders is so different than teaching 12th graders and all that and like um, the schedule you know is great for them and then they but then the problem sometimes is for them that they don't get paid over the summer you know unless they either take summer classes or they have their money diminished a little bit to be able to spread it out over the year and they already don't get paid enough like you know what I mean so it's a it's a difficult thing but and just I'm gonna add another layer onto this uh uh-oh I lived in Colorado for a very, very short amount of time. I think I was in third grade and that was it. Mm. And my mom was like, I hate it here. And we moved back. But I did a year of year round schooling. Mm. And I had four weeks on and three weeks off. 
Every every month? All year are all year long. So I did four weeks of school and then three weeks of no school. Oh. I haven't heard that. Okay. And it was I thought I would hate it because I was like, We're moving to Colorado and I have to go to school all year. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing to me, Mom? You're the devil. But it actually was not that bad. To get three weeks off and then go back, like a, a whole summer is a long time to be gone. And yeah. then when you get back, you're like, oh my God, this is the worst. When yeah. is the next break? Well, and I was, uh, we were starting to talk about this uh, in, while the commercials were, or excuse me, while the music was playing. And I was saying like, you know, our, our school schedule is based on like farming schedules, right? Like how many kids live on farms now? You know what I mean? Like the idea that we're still in the schedule is still kind of ridiculous. And the idea of year round school where we have a different structure makes sense but i think we're so like committed to the the traditions of what we've had for so long that we can't you know adjust our minds to being able to do something different even if we can look at data that says it would be better for us like better for our health better for our time better for you know people are are really against daylight savings going away because they're so used to it but it's like you recognize it'd be more efficient if we didn't have that anymore change change is very hard and you know what's hard too is the guilt tripping of yourself absolutely that's i think the biggest problem is going okay i could take and and whether it's a Friday or a Wednesday to have an extra day even if it's just a catch up day even if it's just an errand day it's not you literally sitting and doing nothing it's the guilt you feel and going I should be working right now that screws you I have that all the time okay Um, when we come back we're going to get into the details on the Chicago public school um, teacher strike because there are five there are 300,000 students that are out of school (laughs) I was like 5,000 okay that's not too bad but there are so many students that are out of school right now and um um, they're in day five of a strike that does not see an end coming anytime soon. So we'll continue this conversation when we come back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Um, before we get into this Chicago teacher strike story, a couple of things. Um, one, I put the question out on Instagram that we're going to be talking about later. Like, what is the, about the words that you that have been banned that you wish you could have back? And it's funny because I'm getting things back. I'm like, well, can't say that. Can't say that. Well, that one's not allowed. We're just going to have to get creative. <laughs> That's are. the beauty of radio, yes. you know, is that you can't say certain things. So you have to get very creative about uh, the flowery language you use in order to explain something. Exactly. And then, uh, uh, then we also heard back from Chris Contreras um, about the work week. He was saying, well, I would have to agree with Kevin um, saying it's if it's a four day work week, that extra day off goes to Wednesday. Mm. It's the greatest day of the week after all. Yes. There's even a rap lyric about it. There is. We, we did... Um you know this. This has this has some historic roots, Jarrett, because uh, we decided that Wednesday was not getting enough credit, and that Wednesday there, you know, there's songs about like, oh, thank God it's Friday, or like right. Monday, Monday. Like, there's so many songs so about other days of the week. Wednesday. There's nothing about Wednesday, so we made a song about Wednesdays. Oh, I'm so sorry, I missed that. Well, I'm sure sounds, I can dig it up it for you. It sounds like a riveting piece of music. If you want to hear Kevin rapping about Wednesdays, Ooh, I you are really uh, can go really into, selling me on this one. Kevin Klein live. Vault and well, pull that out for you. Well, uh, speaking of Wednesdays, Wednesday is also the fifth day of the Chicago uh, teacher strike, and it's pretty epic. It's one of the. It's a pretty massive um, teacher strike. As I was saying earlier, there are three hundred thousand students out of school. Twenty five thousand teachers are out of school, and I will tell you, I remember being in high school, and I think it was my senior year. Our teachers went on strike. Really? Yeah, our teachers went on strike, and it had repercussions for a decade. Um, the ways that like different things were impacted, like politically for the teachers. Um, but these teachers are um, out on strike right now. Elizabeth
Elizabeth Warren was actually just out there with um, with uh, the teachers and students and like playing board games and all that. But like this, oh, I'd love to play board games with Elizabeth. I know. Warren. Can you imagine? Like, she would beat me so bad in Boggle. And you, but you wouldn't be mad at her. No, she'd know? be like, you know, you tried really you, hard. You did a really great piece of work here, and you know? I believe in you. <laughs> You know, um, spelling the word apple is hard in Scrabble. <laughs> Who has two peas? No one has no two peas. No one has two peas. Anyway. Well, I do. I have a pea and a plan. It's, it says, uh, this story comes from CNN saying the Chicago Teacher Union and city officials negotiated through the weekend, but couldn't reach a deal on Monday. About 10 different proposals on various issues went back and forth. Um, a senior uh, city official told CNN that Chicago Teachers Union enlisted the help of Reverend Jesse Jackson, who attended a bargaining session, a, a Democratic president candidate Elizabeth Warren um, was out there with the teachers union as well. Man, um, how old is Jesse Jackson now? He's he's up there. I actually saw him. He was at a, a our conference last year for the National Association of Black Journalists and my God, he can talk. Um, <laughs> he's like still, still going. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, I thought he was going to speak for five minutes and he spoke for 45 minutes. <laughs> um, Great guy. Thank you. Anyway, um, <laughs> thanks but so they've, much. they've been going back and forth with the uh, Chicago Teachers Union and uh, the mayor, the new mayor we talked about here on the show. She's the uh, Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. Uh, what a name. Um, I love it's her It's a name. good name. But she, um, she's she been going back and forth with the Teachers Union and the Teachers Union is really upset with her. They're like, you know, we've been offering up a bunch of proposals and you've, you're not, you've not been moving in the way that we want. And so the teachers are asking for smaller class sizes. Um, I believe they're asking for... Um, I'm sure just more resources to get books and supplies and things like that because that's just I think a common problem among most teachers yeah. I mean, my, my, uh, my wife's mom she's a, a teacher I think she does kindergarten or first grade she's like oh I have to go get new wallpaper for the class and I have to go get these construction paper things for this and then like and she has to do all her own, yeah. own shopping and all her own money well um, the article says the union demands what teachers across the country are fighting for smaller class sizes more support staff higher raises and more school funding which I think is something that is as it says here is it's pervasive across the country like the idea that we can't get teachers paid more is just ridiculous the idea that we if we had if we were paying teachers more we'd be able to have more teachers and we'd be able to have smaller class sizes right you know what i mean like we and it's a like, catch 22 at exactly this point. exactly um so we gotta take a quick break when we come back news it or lose it drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q Drop the subject to new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Okay, Jared, I've got five headlines. You've got a bell. It's time for News It or Lose It headline selection. You ready? Let's get it. Headline number one. He uh, he was a child star from your favorite movie, and he just got arrested for a DUI. A DUI. Oh. Um, one of your favorite. I shouldn't assume this is your favorite movie, but... Uh, I mean, uh, okay. Okay. Headline number two. This dating show about queer scammers could be your new obsession. Oh, no. I want to lose this, but I just <laughs> fell in love with the other queer... Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. Headline number three. How to block someone on Tinder so they don't see your profile when they're swiping. Oh, uh, how could I possibly lose this story, mm-hmm. Allie? Headline number four. If you've been sharing your streaming passwords to cheat the system, bad news. If you've been what? Sharing your streaming passwords, like your Netflix and your Hulu and stuff. Um, Lose it. <laughs> I know that they're working on that. Headline number five. How old is too old for you to be tracking the location of your kids? The new average may surprise you. Oh, uh, 
Okay. Okay. Let's do it. All right, we've got four stories coming up for you. The first one is right after this, so don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Okay, Jarrett, let's start with story number one. A very famous child actor has just been arrested for a DUI in Oregon. This movie... Uh, Wait, okay. I want you to give me a hint. I am. I'm going to give you several hints. Oh, the first. Oh, because you think I'm a dumb bitch? Is that what this no. is? No. <laughs> uh, that was that's the next segment. So this movie was very popular in the '80s. Okay. It is uh, definitely a classic. I believe it won many awards. Okay. And the child actor in it, I don't think, has much of a career as, as an adult. This is a male. Yes. Okay, um, this is not helping. You said 80s, and I was... Okay. I'm going to give you one more hint. Okay. Oh, no, I know this music, too. I'm feeling like it's Home Alone, but I don't think <laughs> this is... I don't think that's right. I mean, Macaulay Culkin being arrested for a DUI is not news. Wait, what movie is this? Is this Richie Rich? Home Alone... Is this... This is Jurassic Park? What is this? Oh no! Yes. Okay. This guy played Elliot. Yeah, isn't it? This guy uh, played Henry Thomas. I've never even known the name of this guy, but he played Elliot, ET's little boyfriend, in uh, the classic nineteen eighty-two movie ET, and uh, he has been arrested for driving under the influence in Oregon. He's forty-eight years old. He was booked into the Washington County Jail, and he faces the misdemeanor charge after police said they found him Monday in a stationary car. In a stationary car. So, I don't know if he was driving and then was like, whoa, I'm too drunk, and pulled over and it was too late. Not sure the details on that, but if he has one phone call, he has to phone home. Yeah? <laughs> I see what you uh, did there. That was an E.T. joke. It was. Because it was E.T. phone one. home is a thing. Yeah, and he has one phone call. I get so it. Because he he's home. in jail. Right. I get that. Okay. And E.T. was able to phone home, and so Elliot... Allie, you home. should do comedy. Thanks. <laughs> Let's move on to how to unmatch somebody on a Tinder. I'm now, myself up this is you. So this is how you would be able to block somebody on Tinder so that they don't see your profile when they're swiping. There's a little bit of a catch twenty two here because you have to match with somebody and then be interacting with them in order to permanently unmatch them so that they can't find you anymore. Oh. So when you are talking to somebody and messaging them and you're like, oh, God, this isn't working, you can, I guess there's a little flag. Yes, there is. So if you, cl- it's like a little flag in the upper right hand corner, yes, I believe. And if you unmatch. tap on that, you unmatch with them and they go through the process to make sure that you don't find that person again and that they don't find you. The thing about that is you have to match with that person. Yes. And so it's like you probably wouldn't have swiped right on that person if you really didn't want them to see your profile. Exactly. And if you break up with somebody, say you didn't meet them on Tinder and then you break up and then you're looking and swiping and you see your ex on there. I, I don't know exactly how to do that. Me. Where you're like, oh no, she's on Tinder. Tinder. Oh Lord. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. I don't know how you do that. So oh. I wish I could answer that for you. But we have two more stories on the way. You gotta go call my therapist. Yeah, Jarrett's gonna call his therapist and you're <laughs> gonna find out how old is too old for you to be tracking the location of your kids. I don't know if you have kids or maybe you're tracking your dog. I don't know. We're gonna talk about that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. 
Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I am Jared Hill. And I am Allie Johnson. And we are serious people on the radio. <laughs> we are very serious. By the cadence in our voice, you can tell. You're slipping into a radio girl voice. Oh, no. <laughs> what you got for me? In music? All right. So we're going to start with, I think, the probably the one you care most about, which is a show about queer scammers. And then we'll move over to parenting and helicopter parenting. Well, I got excited because I told you that I fell in love with that MTV show, um, Are You the One, where it was the house full of all queer people and anybody could match with anybody. This is another house full of queers. Okay. <laughs> Actually, that's the name of it. House full of queers. <laughs> house full of queers. Okay. <laughs> um, it's like Barrel of Monkeys. There we go. But with queer- no, I'm just kidding. It's called True Love or True Lies, and it is an MTV, a new MTV dating show. Mm. I believe it's- They're good at the dating show. Uh, they, yeah, I mean, ever since Real World, they were like, this is our niche. We yeah. found it. It was music videos, and now it's putting a bunch of people in a house together. That's our strength. Right. That's our formula. <laughs> so the reality show centers on eight couples who share a mansion together in Malta. Of course. And they are all competing for a cash prize. Some are of the couples are queer. Some of them are not. Eight, I believe, eight. Let's hold on a second. There are whole five, five queer couples. So five of the eight couples are queer. Wow, that's a pretty high ratio. Isn't that? Yeah, yeah. So that's why they're saying it's like, I mean, it's not necessarily a queer show, but, oh, but it's the, very, the very, yeah. So here's how it works. All these people are in a mansion together. There are eight couples, five of whom are queer, and they're living it together in a mansion in Malta. And they're all competing for a cash prize. The twist is that only some of the couples are real. The rest are just scammers that are trying to win money and pretend like they're a couple. Wait, so do the other couples then have to figure out which couples are real? I think, though. Yeah, if the the contestants can figure out which ones are fake and which ones are real, they can kick them out of the house. Oh, MTV. Survival style. Take my time and my weekends. They just have a bunch of, like, idea hats that are like, okay, uh, queer, real, fake, Cash. I'm actually Survivor. Okay. So this done. is a show that I, I won't watch live. This is a show that I'm gonna binge at the end. Cause like if I had to sit through a week between episodes for Are You the One, I'd have been <laughs> driven mad. But like I only had to wait like a week or two for like the last couple of episodes. This is something I would be wrapped up in on a Saturday and in a blanket on the couch. This is definitely a binge in one day type of show. And yes. it's interesting that there's a delineation because like Handmaid's Tale, I can wait every week and watch that show every week. Yeah. Watching it all in one day is way too much. It's way, yeah. But if yeah. you go to like a reality type show or even a game show like The Masked Singer, we yeah. watched that all in one day. That was no problem. We had like a pizza and eight hours of right. watching that show. It was perfect. Okay, when does this show come out? Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to some MTV folks. We gotta get somebody on the show from this because this is a really, really cool idea. It starts... Whoa, it started on Monday. Okay, so 9 it's p.m. And it airs every weeknight until November 4th. Okay. Oh, it's every weeknight? That's what it says. It says, and oh. it airs every weeknight until November 4th. But it's a British show. Like, it's MTV Brit- British. So oh. I don't know if it's going to be harder for us to get it here. Oh, I'll look into teeth. it. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Fine. Okay, quickly. What age? If we can't watch the show, I'm going to be okay. pissed. <laughs> You've never you even seen a trailer so of it. You just got so excited. I guess my pitch was great. Okay. There are parents now that are tracking their kids' location on an 
always basis. Mm-hmm. And it's it's gone from helicopter parenting to basically stand parenting. Yeah. I mean, you are following your child at an unhealthy level. And right. what age, if you were to guess, would be the average? I've been thinking about this since you asked the question. I feel like it's got to be somewhere in their mid-teens. Okay. There is now a growing trend of parents who are using tracking apps to watch their kids in college. And I can't imagine how awful that would feel for the kid because if you, I guess there's an example here where the kid is getting, he screenshotted this and put it on Reddit. It's a message from his mom saying, don't leave campus, set your Life360 location permissions to always. And he's like, that's what it's set to. And she's like, I just got a notification that you turned your location off. Please turn it back on. Oh, hell no. I mean, you got me all the way. You know what? The the college life experience has been ruined by technology, everyone. Don't do it. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ah, you know, Ginger Justin made a great point during the break after we were talking about uh, that story, parents tracking their kids in college. Right. The new scam is going to be for the nerdy kids in college to take the phones of the kids that want to go party. Absolutely. I think And figure out how to, like, I'll keep your location tracking on, but then I'll give you this burner phone that you can then take to the party so you can do keg stands without your parents knowing. Yep. The free idea is for some college kid to get burner phones that they can transition the location thing. And then you can be in the library with the nerdy kid. You can be at the, you know. So someone's just walking around with a satchel of phones. Basically. Or really, <laughs> if he's like really a, doing all if he's a good thing. nerd, though, he'll figure out how to put all the tracking devices into one phone. Right? Like, he'd Probably. have mine and yours and Justin's and Emmy's and everyone's on one phone. So they all, like, filtered through there. So it just looked like wherever he was going. And that person will be the next Mark Zuckerberg. He'll be in the science building. Exactly. And then he'll help the Russians take over an election. (laughs) See, Um, that's where parents, they underestimate their children because children will always find a loophole. They'll always find a way to get out of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you want to put on my location tracking? I'm going to find some uh, way around this, a way to hack into my phone so that it seems like the location tracking is on, but it's not. I feel like someone's already doing this. Um, I know you have an update. Emmy's over there hacking and coughing. We just had a coughing update a little bit earlier. But we just had a coughing update. We had a coughing update. But um, Allie, yesterday you told us a story about having um, been like the middle woman, middle middle women. We were the middle uh, women. On a cat that was found um, after there was a, a reward that was offered and your neighbor found the cat and you saw the sign later and were like, should we ask for the reward money? So what's the update? Okay. So, yes, you're right, Jarrett. We... This was yesterday. We had a knock on the door. Our neighbor said, hey, I found this cat. Did you lose a cat? We said, no, we've got both of our cats. Everything's fine. But, you know, if we see anyone looking for a cat, we'll let you know. Then we saw a sign saying, lost cat, $100 reward. Katie immediately called this woman and said, I know where your cat is. We were wondering what I was talking about yesterday is, do we get to cash in on the reward? I said that the reward becomes ransom because, (laughs) damn it, I want my money. You are using that as collateral. So here's what happened. I didn't hear anything about it yesterday when I went home. And then this morning when I was prepping for the show, I was like, oh, wait, whatever happened with the with the cat and the ransom and the reward? What's going on with that? So I you called it ransom. Too. Nice. <laughs> so, I mean, you put it in my head. So I texted my wife and I said, what's going on with with the situation with the cat? And she was like, oh, yeah, the lady picked up the cat from the neighbor. And I was like, wait, so we were taken out of the equation and we were not asked 
anything else about our services or any kind of reward? So here she sent me the text exchange between Katie and this woman. The, the woman who cat. lost the cat. Okay. So Katie said, hi, this is Katie, the person you, who called you about your cat. This is my personal number. I don't think that our neighbor's home yet, because remember, she left the house and was like, I'm going to be gone for a little while, but I'll be back later tonight and I can give the woman her cat back. Mm-hmm. I don't think our neighbor is home yet, and I did see the sign is still on the door. Okay, blah, blah, blah. I'll keep an eye out for her, too. Feel free to text or call. Then she responded, hi, Katie. Thank you so much. I went and knocked on her door. I hope our little kitty is inside. Thank you so much. Sonia. So then, uh, Sonia. Sonia. So then she said, Katie, this is later on, Katie, we just got her from Tammy. Of course, this woman's name is Tammy. Thank you so much for your help. And then Katie said, Yay, that's so great. Have a lovely evening. Why? Ask about the money? There was no. So then I wonder if Tammy was offered a reward. I wonder why there was no reward ever mentioned, even in the initial phone call. Katie was talking to her on the phone and she never mentioned any kind of reward. So now Sonia has been reunited with her little kiddums and she doesn't have to pay anybody a dime. And now you also look like a weirdo if you go ask Tammy, so did you get the reward? Yeah, Tammy, did you get the reward? And we don't normally talk to Tammy because Tammy puts up, um, what is this, a tinfoil in her windows. And we think she might be a little, a little cuckoo. She might have a touch of the... She might be a little touched. She might be a little cuckoo. Black folks would say she's a little she's she's a little touched. She's a <laughs> she's a little touched. She does seem a little touched, and I I never saw her when she knocked on the door and talked to Katie. <laughs> I think we're ridiculous. So we're that always word. wondering what she looked like because we always see her windows, and mm. there'll be random things in the windows, like there'll be a piece of a cardboard box, and then later on there'll be pieces of tinfoil, and we have like high ceilings, so I don't know how she gets the tinfoil that high up in the apartment, but she must be on a giant like workman's ladder well, doing if, this. If it's tinfoil though, that's reflecting heat, so it probably keeps it cooler in the house. Okay. It could be something very simple like that, or it could be lizard people. I also want to be clear, like you cannot talk crap about the lady who has tinfoil in her windows when you're the one that's going to Goddess Moon Circle and burning things in a bowl. Right, why did you need to bring up Goddess Moon Circle? Hey, I'm just I'm just calling spades spades. Do you tell your friends that I'm touched? Every one of them. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, Allie. Here we go. This is the topic that you have been afraid to get into all show long, but Um, it's come. It's been longer than the show. Um, (laughs) You're the one who brought this up in the first place. So I was having a conversation with someone last week, and they asked me, I don't even remember who I was talking to this, talking with about this but they asked me like oh are there what is the word that you wish you could take back that has been banned basically like that's not okay to say anymore out loud and you can just only think it Mm. and i was like i immediately knew what the word was but i was like i can't say that like it's not okay okay but it's a word that actually has a meaning and like i feel like we should at least be able to use it in the way that it's that it's classically defined. So I'll talk about what that word is a little bit later. But then I mentioned it to you and you're like, oh, we have to do that on the radio. Yeah, and you, and your I was like, eyes Are got you wide. I? <laughs> Watch you your like... profanity. <gasps> and we even have an intro for it, Jared. Oh. Play it again. Watch your profanity. There you go. 
I can't. I keep missing it. I don't know what's happening. So, I have earrings on, so I have headphones off. So forgive me. You said this to me, and I was like, "That is a fascinating conversation." What word would you take back? And we put the question out on social media. We've gotten some responses, and then we are going to add our own. And this is not. We're not just talking about like the big ones. Like, okay, we all know no one should be saying the N word, or at least I definitely should not you be saying the N word. But there are even I words like you know indian giving uh be getting gypped things like that where indian corn Indi- indian corn sitting indian yeah, yeah. style just a lot of like oriental it really, realistically the word indian doesn't make sense if you're talking about a native american yeah, yeah and indian giving is that i mean that's yeah. not a good one yeah. so there are even little ones like that can that can be viewed as microaggressions or things that are a little bit triggering for people so it's not just the big words we're also there's a subcategory here of just words in general that have been banned yeah yeah so Somebody responded and said, one term that I've been saying my whole life, but now only in the past few years I've been told it's not okay, is saying that you're being OCD about something. Mm. I understand that there are some people who have extreme forms of that, but sometimes it perfectly describes something that I feel, even if uh, something that I feel, even if I'm not clinically diagnosed with OCD. Interesting. Okay. This I, this also became a thing last week. You guys, uh, when I was out sick, you guys talked about the word blind spot and how there was someone on Twitter saying, oh, we should be using the word dead angle now. And I was like, but blind is not a derogatory term. No, like, it's a, it's just a describer. It's a thing. Exactly. It's not like, and I, and, but I also wanted to recognize like, I come from the privilege of being able to see. So maybe I don't, you know, I, I have like vision, even though it's corrected with glasses. I, I so, have vision. Yeah. But like, I, but that is a bit of privilege, right? So maybe there's a part of this that uh, is in my dead angle yeah, and I'm not one, seeing it. That, that is a real gray area. I don't know if I could ever get on board with the blind spot thing because I, I'm with you. I think it's a describer. I don't think it's a derogatory thing. Does that mean that saying something is deafening is wrong to the hearing impaired? But I, there's also like the element of this that says like I'm not a blind person so I don't know what it's like to be blind. So maybe the, maybe that would feel a way about that. So, I don't know. I would like to talk to a bunch of blind people and see how they feel about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Think that's fair. Okay. Someone else, and we're going to read a couple more, and then we have to take a break. Uh, someone said, as a fat person, I'm a fatty, and I want to be able to say it. If other people don't want to use it, that's fine, but as a big fat guy, I think I've learned, I've earned the right to say it about myself at the very least. Interesting. I ran into another situation when we have we had Brad Williams on the show here at Drop the Subject, but I also did uh, some, some radio with him up in the Bay Area, and he said midget all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not a word you're supposed to say and anymore. And that's not a word you're supposed to say anymore. But then he he didn't care, but he also got crap from the little person community because people were like, you shouldn't be using this word and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, it's my choice to say it or not yeah. say it. And then some people don't even want to use little person anymore. Yeah, interesting. Okay. And then dwarf's not okay anymore. It's like, what do you say? Emmy's playing the music, which means we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'll tell you what my word is. And I'll tell you what mine is. Oh. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Allie, I know you're excited about this. <laughs> I'm not. 
All right. Well, this is a tough conversation to have, it but is. I think it's an interesting one. And it's one that weighs on people's minds at times because, you know, you don't want to offend anybody. You don't want to. But, you know, being overly PC is a whole other thing that annoys people. So there are some words that go by the wayside for a reason. And then there are other people who are like, what the hell? I can't say, you know, that, uh, I, that I'm acting like a basket case because it's offending somebody for this reason. So there's all kinds of gray area there. And I think it's important to at least discuss something people can't say anymore yeah that was yes or saying somebody's spazzing out what is someone who's schizo wait a basket case is one i didn't know about what is basket case well saying that someone's a basket case is just like oh yeah i was acting like a basket case no 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 like but what is that what is the offensive part of that it's offensive to people who have a mental disorder and you're saying like like another person said that they are pissed that they can't say crazy anymore saying like oh you're driving me crazy or I'm crazy over you or this or that and uh, so this person says I'm just going to come out and say it I think it's crazy that I can't say crazy I understand the intent but sometimes context is everything it should be obvious that I'm not trying to speak ill of people who are mentally ill who I normally would not even refer to as crazy because those words like saying someone's a basket case or saying someone's crazy even saying someone was gay was at one point was a a mental illness or you know or saying something so gay or whatever where it might not have the intention of being offensive but it could perk someone's ears up and make someone think the wrong thing so for me when this conversation started with a friend of mine I immediately knew the word that I thought like this is an actual word that has an actual meaning that I feel like we should not not be able to say, but we can't even use it in the way that it's supposed to be said and not just a derogatory word, um, the derogatory way. Um, you probably know about me by now that I love definitions and like classical meanings of words as I put my glasses on, like I'm a real like you do do person. the dictionary.com word of the day almost every day. Exactly. And so or t- from our friends at Word Genius, depending on who has a better word. You're a real wordsmith. I well, I as a writer, like I always enjoy like looking up the, the formal definition of a word, even if I know the, the definition of a word, um, but to make sure like I'm using the best option or whatever. So. The word that I miss, it feels really weird to even like get ready to say it, mm-hmm. um, was retarded. Right. I thought that the word retarded, it, it means something, right? It's not like it was used in a derogatory way for people that have varying um, developmental delays or, um, or you know, mental health issues. And like that is a derogatory way to use that word. But the actual word retard is a verb, right? And retarded is a past tense verb. It means less advanced. Uh, well, this is something else, but it also means like to go back, right? To, to, to go backward or something. Um, but then in the, in the dictionary, they, they have like the social word, the social definition of the word as well. Um, but like the word actually means to delay or hold back in terms of progress, development or accomplishment. And so, that is the word that I felt like we can't even use that word in the way that it was intended. Yes, because it got placed it got on so the dirty. developmentally disabled community. And it, I think at one point when it was first used in that terminology, it was used by mental health professionals. Yeah. People who are like, oh, yes, this person suffers from mental retardation. Exactly. That was a word that was used. Mental to retardation delineate. was a good yeah. word. Yeah. And then saying, oh, that person's retarded ended up being like a short form of saying what they had. Right. And then it became, OK, no, no, there's actually you get more and more specific. No, they don't have they're not just retarded or they don't suffer from mental retardation. They have a developmentally 
they have a a developmental disorder and that's the new term is DD I'm developmentally disabled well what do they have do they have that because now we know so much more about autism about different things and different uh 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 developmental disorders that people could have right right? so then just saying oh that person's this became offensive and so there's i and when i was thinking about this i was reminded that this was a part of a song as well so the black eyed peas have a song that is now called let's get it started Mm. but before it was yeah they put this song out and like people were offended by it and they went back and re-recorded it and then it became let's get it started right, right? so that's it got changed to everybody here everybody let's get into it get started get started get started get started and so even in the context of the way that they're using the word there, like they're saying, get stupid, get all these different things, and then include the word retarded, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, that would be offensive. And I understand why someone would be offended by that. Um, but like, I feel like the word like has become something that is so dirty, like even like mentioning it, like I'm I'm still cringing just like using the word. No, I know, it's right hard. Now. So the, yeah. the one that I would take back, and this is very similar in the sense that it was a word that meant something else, and then it was made derogatory Mm -hmm. by a group of people and uh it's faggot Mm. and you know the definition here is a bundle of sticks or twigs bound together as fuel (laughs) oh i did not know that's what that meant so that and then you know in england they'll say smoke a fag yeah and so there were different delineations and different meanings to that word that really had nothing to do with homosexual community at the time and then someone decided that this is what it means and we're going to call them this and then it became derogatory and then it became okay we shouldn't say that word Uh, and you know some of the responses that we've gotten are I know that this is a bad word I know that I shouldn't say it but it's also really fun to say in like a funny what's interesting to me is my friends uh, I have well not all my friends but I have friends that are like openly use the word faggot or but I was saying to you like I don't really use the word faggot a whole lot but not like because I think it's a bad word or something it's just not something that I use a whole lot Mm. but I do reference things as being like faggy or like well and people still say fag hag uh, yes but then like do still use it when I walk into a place and it's like really overly done or something I'll be like oh the faggotry of (laughs) all this you know like I use it that way yeah Um, uh, one of our our co-hosts I won't say who it is one of our hosts here on, on channel Q responded to the ask on Instagram and he said that there's a C word that he loves. I love that C word. It's a good word. It's a great word. But you, know, you can't it really, really use has, it. It like, has a nice punch to it. Well, within gay community, right? It's a, There's a, a safe use of it that is okay. But like, then I'm so uncomfortable using it around women. Um, and so I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's okay to say. I say it, I've said it in front of men and they get uncomfortable. Yeah. I think they're like, ah. But be, I think they're like, a woman is using profanity. Exactly. <laughs> we'll take a break. We got more coming up. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. (sighs) Okay. Drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. The show continues with our Wednesday staple, the Gay MA, where this is a moment where we get to ask each other anything, but it's an Ask Me Anything gay edition. So I get to ask Jarrett anything I want about him being a gay man in this world, and then, Jarrett, you get to ask me anything you want about me being a big old les. (laughs) 
and we uh, we the Venn diagram overlaps just a little bit more as we find common ground. Indeed, indeed. Um, you are excited because you have a question that you're like really ready to ask. I have a question that is ready to go, and it is in relation to something that happened at the Channel Q Happy Hour on Friday. Okay. This is my game. A question. When uh, we all hung out at the Abbey for the happy hour, and it was a nice one-year anniversary party for Channel Q, we got to celebrate with the winner, Brian, who was flown out from Houston. We gave him a lovely prize of hanging out with all of us and then going to the Weekend Survive concert. He and his husband. He had, Oh, yes, and his husband, who was also very nice. And it was a, a not a first, but it was one of the few times that all of us at Channel Q as hosts have been hanging out in a social setting I'm like, where, is where this there's alcohol going? involved. Okay. I met, um, you know, saw everybody. We were all hanging out. We were all, you know, getting chatty. We we're all getting libations and whatnot. And at one point, four, I, th- I would say five to six of the gay men on the station, on and off air personalities and, and staff members, all male, ran through the Abbey almost blindsided me because they were all going to the bathroom together. Oh. Now, my question for you is when that happens, is that a sex thing or is it like, tee-hee-hee, so fun, we're all just going to use the urinal next to each other and get a little peeksy? What was that about? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I saw you in the group. No, I, didn't, I wasn't. But does that happen? Because I know a bunch of girls going to the bathroom together is a very different thing than a bunch of men going to the bathroom together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, men don't go with buddies. Um, Unless they're going to be... Buddies. Uh, buddies. <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. Buddies. Um, <laughs> so, the happy hour was interesting because um, there it, it got very, like, um, it got very friendly yes. among some of the guys. And, like, I, because there was, you know, a good amount of alcohol and people were having a good time. I'll put it that way. It is the Abbey. Um, but I was, like, blowing my nose and, like, you know what I mean? Like, sick and, like, I was, like, trying to keep my distance because I'm, like, because then Dr. Chris yesterday, I saw him and he was, like, I got sick from you. I was, like, no, you definitely no, you didn't did get not. sick from me. I was over by the nachos. Exactly. Always by the nachos. You were by the nachos sniffling um, the whole night. Exactly. No, well, I mean, sniffling is definitely something that happens in the bathroom as well. But I <laughs> I would say that if there were a group of guys running to the bathroom together, I would think there was probably some funny business So you would assume on. that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and it, it's the... funny because I was just in the hall right now. Like I had to run, run out of the studio for a second and I ran into one of the people that was probably in the group that you're talking about. Okay. It was not. It's not a Channel Q host because it was more than just Channel Q hosts because there's only yes, four guys. No, here, there's right? there's a, there's producers and assistants. Yeah, but yeah. There's other people that but are... someone that's not a, that doesn't work on Q. Yes. I just ran into it in the yes, hall. Yes, yeah. because there were other people that just work in the building right, right, that right. are queer and came to the Channel right. Q happy hour because they love Channel Q. Right, and we love them, and we love them back. But if so, if you're assuming that if there's two guys going to the bathroom together, that there's funny stuff happening. But what about if there's like five or six of them? Well, more so vice versa. Like if there's five or six guys going to the bathroom together, something interesting is happening. If it's two guys going to the bathroom, something interesting has probably happened, but it's probably less interesting than the five. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. So something maybe did happen. They were all holding hands and running to the bathroom oh, giddily. Absolutely. Something happened. Okay, but, th- I don't but that know was that, at like 8 p.m., so I mean, there, it's listen. never too early. Oh, no, you're at the Abbey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the Abbey, like, there is no time. It's like a casino. I wonder how, I know that, 
uh, I w- I did a lot of shows at a drag club up in San, San Francisco, and they had. Uh, a bathroom situation where one of the bathrooms was like monitored mm-hmm. because they wanted to make sure there was no funny business going on in there. But it's really difficult it. not to have that happen, especially if you're at a gay bar and it's mostly men that are hooking up. And where are they going to go to hook up? They're going to go to the men's bathroom. So that men's bathroom, I mean, I mean, that's that's a situation where I'm thankful that the bathrooms are separate. Yeah. Or am I? Or are you some lesbian that likes watching gay porn? Exactly. I get some 3D action. Places like a gay club, the bathroom is always, first of all, the floor is always way too sticky, um, (laughs) which I just don't understand. But you can I think they make it like that. Yeah, I think they they do that on purpose. Like floors when they they just just pour beer all over it. Exactly. Um, But like it's always like going to the bathroom in a men's bathroom at a gay club is always. a little uh, ear perky uppy, if you will. You're just like on high alert, like what's going to happen here? Yeah, like if someone comes up and uses the urinal next to you, you're like, does this person have to pee or does this have, person have to pee and they want to have a, uh, a little bit of a conversation? So that is a, without a words. factor no matter what when you're at a gay club. If you're there just to pee, you might get a little something extra for some, from someone next to you. Well, like if someone looks at you, when you're standing next to them. In First your all, eyes? Yeah, well, like, yeah. Well, in your eyes, <laughs> yes or no. Or if they peep over, do the side eye. Right, exactly. If they're not, like, focused on what they're doing, <laughs> then there seems like there's something else invite. going on. Possibly, yeah. And then what do you do? I mean, it depends on if you want to do anything. <laughs> right? Because if you don't, you act like you don't notice. You gotta go find the poop stall. Maybe. Is that the place? Who knows? I think, I think gays... And a gay club may not necessarily go to the stall if they don't they, want to. They'll go anywhere. They'll be like right here. Yeah. Right here at the urinal. Well, that's urinal. the difference between men and women, I guess. Well, you guys don't have urinals. That's true. But we, I think we're comfortable in a stall or in our own place. You guys we're, are in there like hovering over the seat and all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, a whole thing. With the bars and all that. And then if I want to hit on a woman, I have to go underneath with my foot and be like, hello, hey, As hey, a politician, hey, I got into hey. big trouble about that Ooh. one. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, more gay AMA. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, so uh, that I didn't was know, amazing. I didn't know we were doing that now. So Me neither. That was Lizzo performing Good as Hell from We Can't Survive this weekend. I didn't know we had like live versions of them to play. I'm so happy right now. Well, that's one thing in the radio that I'm always like, I want to hear more of the concerts that we yeah. do, you know, and bring those to the airwaves. And so it's amazing to hear. It's also a great just memory refresher for me because I was very oh, intoxicated was so and good. very happy when I saw Lizzo. And uh, yeah. to, to relive that, was I was like, oh, yeah, I stomped my feet and clapped my hands. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are, uh, there's a new story that just came out, um, and I'm reading this from Forbes, and the headline says, Macy's is banning fur in 2021. And it says, um, basically, by the end of 2021, they will completely phase out the sale of animal fur from its stores, making it the biggest U.S. retailer uh, to ban the controversial product. Um, it says Macy's and its subsidiaries, including Bloomingdale's, will stop selling fur and f- products made from it, um, joining other major department stores, including Sears, JCPenney, as well as Burberry, Gucci, and Michael Kors. Something I did not know was happening. I didn't know that Sears was doing anything. Right. Well, in, in many places, they're not. They're not selling fur. 
We're not selling anything. Okay. Um, but so <laughs> I'm glad I, my washer and dryer won't have fur all over it. I I thought about this story because I um I, I do some work with um, KCRW as well, which is our NPR station here in Los Angeles, and we did the story on the a fur ban that was happening um in California that already happened in Los Angeles, um and I I wanted to call in Ben Gottlieb because he's the person that worked on that story, and he had a really interesting perspective in the story that um he was covering. So Ben, are you here? I am, yes. Ben, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Doing really well, man. Um, I I wanted to bring you in because you did this incredible story about this family business that is all circled around fur. And can you tell us a little bit about that family? Absolutely. So this is the Wachtenheim family. Uh, they're a family that's been in the L.A. area for some time, originally from New York. And the story's really interesting. This is a, a father and son that got involved in the fur business. And um, for many immigrants that come to this country, especially um, back in the you know early 50s, uh, they try to make it um, in the business. And furrier, being a furrier, was one of the ways that they did it. Uh, so fast forward to today, we've got the son. He runs his own fur business. But again, he's going to be really in- affected by... California's fur ban, which goes into effect in 2023. Now, this is just for new fur products, we should point out. Uh, so it doesn't include older furs, maybe your fur that your grandmother has in their house that you were gifted uh, when she passed or she gave you as a gift. This is for new fur products. And it's probably part of the calculus as to why a company like Macy's might say, you know what, we're not going to be selling fur products because California's a big market. And they're hoping that this, uh, the folks that push this law through, they're hoping this can become a trend across the country. So this is happening, I mean, Macy's and other department stores banning fur. I know that this is a big thing that's happening in California, but are these Mm -hmm. department stores deciding to do this nationwide? Because there could still be a lot of business in other states, even if California is trying to ban it. There certainly could, and I think it's important to point out, especially here in Southern California, there aren't a lot of days where a fur is necessary, a fur coat to wear. Sure. Um, obviously, if you're maybe in rural Montana, you've got right. <laughs> there's more there's more of a reason to do so. But yeah, I mean, uh, l- let's not forget California fluctuates between the fifth or sixth largest economy in the world. Uh, the laws, the things that happen in this state, they 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 pay off. They they have a big impact on the um, the broader U.S. economy as a whole. So it could be part of, part of the calculus. Well, this move um, from Macy's comes uh, as in a partnership with the Humane Society of the United States, and they say the organization's CEO um, said Macy's decision is consistent with the views of countless customers in the marketplace, and other retailers should follow. Um, when I'm curious, what the conversation was that you might have had with the Wachtenheim family about how people feel about this from a humane perspective. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's lots of things to get into there. So, so first and foremost, uh, there's lots of concern, especially with animal rights groups. And I spoke to a number for the reporting that I've done um, about this, about how the animals that are used to make fur coats, fur hats, uh, sable, mink, all those types of things, how they're treated. Uh, there are often fur farms where animals are raised just for their fur, and those things exist. Now, um, there is an argument to be made that uh, perhaps they're not treated any differently than some of the factory farms where we you know, eat, uh, where we, we harvest cattle or we have chickens. So there's, there's overlap there. And I should point out the California law excludes leather. Okay, so this, is, this does not have to do with, with, uh, with leather products. And I would imagine, I, I haven't seen exactly Macy's policy, but I would imagine it also doesn't include leather. They might still be selling leather products as well. Um, but it has to do with animal treatment, but it, it goes deeper as well, right? Um, you know, there's also the um, environmental impact, which you might not have thought of. But um, a lot of this, uh, a lot of furriers and people that work in the industry say, fur is actually a cleaner thing to produce than, say, a synthetic product that might use plastics. Um, you're using an animal, which can decompose the fur, the pelt, um, after it's done being used. 
use, decompose a lot easier than, say, a fake fur product that's made of plastic. So there's, there's different arguments here on this issue. Interesting. Wow, that is fascinating. And think about, you know, cows being killed for meat. And then yeah. you're like, well, if you're using it for meat, why don't you use more of the animal? Use if you're going to use that, something. right, exactly. If it's just going to be tossed in the garbage. That's interesting. Ben, Thank I really you, ben. appreciate yeah. you joining us. Oh, my, my pleasure. Anytime. All right, man. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get back to the game, eh, because... We're um, returning, yes. yes. We had to we got, talk to Ben first. We got, we got excited about Lizzo. Forgot to mention that we've got to get back to the game, eh? So that's going to be coming up um, right after we return from this break. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. That's Allie. You have a meatball in your in your mouth. I have a ball in my mouth. I, I love Channel Q. I have balls in my mouth. <laughs> um, and uh, we we're doing the GMA. Then we just talked to Ben Gottlieb from uh, our KCRW station here in Los Angeles about the fur band um, at Macy's. I don't know. Every time I hear fur band, I do think it's, that sounds a little Channel Qy. Well, when he said furrier. Furrier, I, I saw was your like, face light wow, up. Wow, that is an amazing yeah. word that I didn't know about. Like being a courier, but for fur, a furrier. It makes so much sense. Um, but we've got to get back into the game. So you start. Okay, you but got, wait, one last music. question. One last question. You have another question. Do furries use real fur? You know, people who are like into animal. Okay. I think like those costumes. First of all, that's not a gamut question. No, it's not. But I, it's think, just a general yeah, question for but you. But I think the furriers, I think they're always like in like onesies that are made out of like synthetic gay fur. Okay. I, I can imagine furry. some of them wanting to go the extra mile and get the real stuff. I'm also but they might not, not be able a to. furry and I don't know any furries. You're so not I can't, a furry? I can't speak to that experience. <sighs> um, but anyway. Um, okay. My question for you. I was having a conversation with friends the other day and they were, one of them was saying that she no longer wants to discuss controversial topics with friends. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, and she was like, what a controversial topic. Well, she was saying that she didn't want to do that. Um, like with big groups of people. And I was like, okay, she meant like at a party if there's a whole bunch of people. She doesn't want to have a conversation about politics or she doesn't want to have a conversation about like controversial things. And I, you know me, I was like, excuse me? Um, but she was like, well, because no one, like she's like, the the bar never moves for people. It just is an opportunity for people to get louder and angrier and like it just always goes bad. And I was like, I guess I understand where she's coming from. Completely disagree, but whatever. Um, then that made me think about like, are there couples and like, are there people who feel this way that don't want to do this? And then I thought about marriage and like being in a long-term relationship. So I, my question for you was, are there things you and Katie decidedly do not talk about? Uh, there is one specific story that Katie and I argued about to no end. Mm. And it was something that we just completely did not disagree on. And if you Wait, remember... that you did not agree on? No. We fight about it constantly. Like, okay. not... We, we, we were fighting about it because we had completely different opinions uh, about the story. Sure. And I'll explain. So, a few years ago, do you remember that woman that was, that was put in prison because she helped or told her boyfriend to get back into that car and kill himself? Do you remember that? It was like some guy. She was charged with his death or something like that? Yeah, she got charged with homicide. Yeah, she was basically like he kept saying they were dating and he kept saying, I want to kill myself. I want to kill myself. I want to kill myself. And then um, 
he decided to do it. And she was like saying, you should do it. You should do it. And then he was in the car. You know, he did it in the car, whatever, with carbon monoxide. And then he texted her and was like, I don't think I can do this. And she was like, get back in the car. And then she went to trial and she got put in prison and all of this stuff. And everyone was talking about this woman and how she, you know, how could she do something like this? And she's a monster and blah, 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 blah. And Katie's stance as a mental health professional was like, she not was taking the side of this woman, but she was like, when people want to commit suicide, it is something that they either are or are not going to do. And she was with this guy and she... I don't even remember her exact opinion about it, but she was kind of playing devil's advocate with how this other girl must Mm. have felt or must have been reacting to somebody like that who was constantly like, I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to live anymore. And so we would argue about it. And then it was like, okay, we cannot talk about this anymore. I'm like, even if he did want to do that, you shouldn't tell someone to get Get back back in the car. Oh my God. So there, there are little things like that where we just don't talk about that because it's like, all right, we know we're not going to agree on that and we're never going to. We've had many conversations about it. So let's just not bring it up. Uh, We also don't talk about politics too often either because we just, like, Katie does not follow stuff that's going on with Trump and the impeachment Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And sometimes, especially since, you know, meeting you and doing this show with you, I find that I know more now than I did before and so I when I see an update on something I'm like oh my god this is happening and Katie's like what I'm like well it's a follow up to this thing and blah 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 and she's just like I can't like she's out like she's not in that world so it's really difficult to kind of talk to her but not that she doesn't care about it but it's just it's it's very overwhelming for her to follow with that stuff so we don't really talk about politics either interesting okay that makes sense and and that's how you guys keep it, like. Yeah, there's happy just some the things house. that we're like, nah, why? Why yeah. would we like push ourselves to talk about this together when it's just there's no I get that. point. That yeah. makes sense. All right. Well, hey, when we come back, lose it or lose it. <gasps> how controversial! <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. All right. Well, we're having some internet issues here in the building, so things might get interesting. But uh-huh. um, welcome back to Drop the Subject. It's time for the news it or the lose it. Um, Allie, you've got the bell now. I do. Um, and um, I've got five headlines. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm not. Um, okay. Here is <laughs> Just the first... make up a headline. There Just we go. do like word association. Exactly. Two, well, I'll do four truths and a lie. Yeah. Um, watch this guy accidentally blow up his entire yard while trying to kill some bugs. Is it Kevin? It might be. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, Driver chases spider inside car, causes horrific crash. Oh, two bug-related stories? I know, right? Um, I'm going to lose it. Okay. Charlize Theron says playing Megyn Kelly was harder than playing a serial killer. Yeah, I always want to talk about that. (laughs) I saw Monster way too many times. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Um, Poor toilet hygiene behind E. coli superbug spread. I always love talking about toilets. You know me. <laughs> okay, and then the word, the dictionary.com word of the day is consternation. Mm, I'm going to lose it. Okay. We've done a lot of word history today. So. We've done a lot. Okay. All right, I'm ready. There we go. Okay, we've got a few headlines coming up. Drop the subject returns in a moment. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. All right, Jarrett, are you ready? No, but we're gonna make it work. <laughs> we're having some <laughs> we're having some internet issues in here. But um, okay. So this first one though, this video is. <laughs> crazy so uh this story comes from the huffington post and the headline says watch this guy accidentally blow up his entire yard while trying to kill some bugs um this comes out of brazil and this man they say turned his backyard upside down in a misguided attempt to kill some bugs he says my wife complained that there were a lot of roaches invading our garden Um, i knew that a wife was gonna make an entrance in this she's scared of them and uh and scared of these cockroaches um and she begged me to destroy their nest under the ground once and for all and boy did he i I love that she thought there was a cockroach nest under there, which was probably not even confirmed before he blew up the yard. Yeah, well, I love There's that. a nest, okay? There's a nest under there, and that's where they're breeding. I love that. First of all, his last name is Schmitz. What could go wrong? Um, and so her last name is Schmitz, and she's the one, there's a nest, there's a nest. Um, <laughs> there's a nest, Mrs. there's a Schmitz, nest. Exactly. Uh, so Mrs. Schmitz poured some gasoline, or no, Mr. Schmitz poured some gasoline into this hole in the ground. What? Why would you do that? Life with the Schmitzes, am I right? So, okay, I'm going to explain what's happening here. He pours the gasoline into this hole in the ground, and then he starts tossing matches into it. Nothing happened at first, but after a couple of false starts, then there's this clip of the video where, you know how sod is like grass, and like you see like dirt underneath it? Sure. Okay, so his yard kind of explodes like that like all of this grass blows up and then you see like dirt everywhere like his whole lawn explodes wow okay i'm looking at the video now this is a great actually if you were kind of planning on doing an outdoor pool this is a great way to to do that because you would just i mean yeah there's instantly room for a hot tub now in that yard it's just crazy to me that he thought this was a good idea this is a combination of typical wife problem and typical husband problem. The wife problem is there are bugs, get them out. The husband problem is I don't need to hire someone, I can do it myself. (laughs) And that's why the two things collided to form an explosion in the backyard. This is crazy to me. Like, again, I don't know what made you think this was a good idea, sir, but like, you've got to be an an idiot to think this was a good idea. Yeah. This is crazy to me. And I also, I think about like how many people are like really afraid of bugs and like the, the lengths that they will go to get rid of them or get them out of their house or something like that. But I'm just like, I cannot possibly believe that this was, that you thought this was a good idea. There's a great meme of a house that has been completely destroyed. I don't, it looks like it was a fire or something, but it's basically smoldering on the ground. And the caption reads, got the spider. <laughs> because that does happen where, I mean, I, I've i gotten, Katie has gotten a lot better about bugs in the house or in the apartment. I have now, I, it's all about staying calm. You stay calm, you keep them calm. You say, I'm going to just stay right there. I'm going to go get a cup, get it's a little cup, there. put it right on top. And she's freaking out. 
what you're saying. She's sacral. breathing. She's she's trying. She's focusing on her breathing. She's saying it's big. I think it might be a brown recluse. Then I have to look up a brown recluse and show her what it actually looked like. I'm dizzy. I have to make sure that the cup is clear so that she can see that the spider is in there because I've made that mistake one too many times. You use a cup that is not see-through and you don't know if the spider is really under the cup or not. I'm legit dizzy from the heart breathing. I was, doing, I was trying to give you an underscore for your story. Okay, so uh, this story comes from The Independent. It says that Charlize Theron says playing Megyn Kelly was harder than portraying a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it says uh, she's playing Megyn Kelly in the new film Bombshell, which I told you um, has one of the best trailers I think I've seen in a long time. And it is so simple and clean. That trailer is amazing. If you haven't seen it, go watch the first trailer. Kate McKinnon, Bombshell. Nicole Kidman... Charlize Theron, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie. It is. It is a blonde white woman star, um, starring movie. <laughs> it is, and it's you know Mar- Margot News. Robbie can have all kinds of different color hair. Yeah. but she. Everyone is blonde in this because it's Fox News. Because it's Fox News. Well, this is seeming like another The Post. So, you know, where it's like an accurate de- description yeah. and uh, you know retelling of events. So uh, Charlize appears in the former Fox News anchor as the former Fox News anchor in this upcoming film, which is based on real life allegations of sexual harassment made against Roger Ailes, um, the former CEO. of Fox News. Um, Charlize um, used to, she portrayed a serial killer, Aileen, is it Warnos? Aileen Warnos. In the tw- 2004 film Monster. First woman to ever be executed in the state of wherever she lived. Okay. And well, she won an Academy Award for that role. Um, she was asked about both roles during a recent screening at, of Bombshell in New York City. Um, and she explained that she found playing Megyn Kelly even more challenging. She said, quote, this was harder. That um, she's incredibly well known uh, and I've never played anybody on that level. I've played real people that nobody knows about, so there was less pressure when I did those. Um, Theron's portrayal of Kelly in Bombshell has already been praised and even um, is generating some Oscar buzz. What's crazy about Charlize Theron is, in this film... You you don't even know it's her. Well, well, see, I looked at it and I immediately was like, oh, that's Charlize Theron, but she looks different. And then you go through the whole trailer before you realize she's Megyn Kelly and you're like, oh my God, she looks so much like Megyn Kelly. She's had prosthetics on her face and all that kind of stuff. They did a great job. She is one of those transformational actresses where you see her and what she's in and you don't see Charlize Theron, you see the character. Yeah. But I understand what she's saying because with Eileen Wuornos, she was such a character anyway. I mean, she was a lesser known person. She's right. But she was also a bigger than life. There are a lot of key characteristics and what made her who she was. Like she was, she was a wackadoo person. (laughs) A wackadoo. And Megyn Kelly is seemingly more wackadoo. She's more wackadoo. (laughs) No, No, she's more internally wackadoo. No, I just mean that she's more of a a mainstream person or character to be playing. So yeah. you would have to work a little harder to find the eccentricities of what when makes right her her. Right. And she is more well known. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, why cleaning your toilet might be more important than you think. That's going to be next. News It or Lose It continues. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. So, Allison... When you go to the bathroom. Ah, that reminds me. I gotta go. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Um, do you wash your hands? <laughs> Where am I going to the bathroom? Am I going in my privacy of my own home? Because when I go in the privacy of my ho- own home, no, I don't wash my hands. Every time? Or never? <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Why did the music You're adding change? the crickets already? I don't wash my hands pretty much ever in my house. Really? 
I do wash my hands before I cook anything. You're and I right. wash my I do, I do. Now that was I, a good cleanup. There. I do. I do wash my hands before I clean anything, especially because we will usually go to the gym before making dinner. Mm-hmm. So when I go home, I'm like, okay, I've been touching a bunch of gross weights or like a bike or whatever it is, and oh, I'm around man, a bunch of people that are have to go to the gym in an hour and a half. So that's something that I will make right. a point to do. Have I forgotten before? Yeah. Okay. But also, if I'm using the bathroom, even if I'm going number two. If I get into the shower after, they kind of cancel each other out. I'm not going to wash my hands and then get in the shower. It's ridiculous. Sure, sure. Okay, so when I read this headline, uh, poor toilet hygiene behind E. coli superbug spread, I was reading toilet as actually being about a toilet, not thinking about the fact that this comes from BBC, which means when they're using toilet in this instance, they're talking about the bathroom. Poor bathroom hygiene is behind the E. coli superbug that's spreading in in, in the UK. What do you, what do you mean? They're so the they same. call the bathroom the toilet. Yeah. So, but we don't necessarily use that as much as in oh, the same I way see. that they so use it. So it's not just how you're using the the toilet specifically. Right. It's not about like oh, clean your toilet more. It's, it's more about clean the way that you clean yourself coming out of the bathroom. I see. So it says expert um, people not washing their hands after going to the toilet or the bathroom, rather than um, undercooked meat, is behind the spread of a uh, strain of E. coli. People thought it was about meat. It's more about washing your hands. They say experts looked at thousands of blood, fecal, and oh. food samples. Oh, I don't want that job. They, <laughs> they found... Hey, can you look at these thousands right. of samples of blood and fecal? They cool. found human-to-human transmission was responsible. It says fecal particles from one person reaching the mouth of another. Uh, well... Which, gross. <laughs> um, it says Public Health England said hand-washing and good hygiene were key to preventing the spread of infections. There are many different strains of E. coli. Most are harmless, but some can cause serious illness. You know, I'm going to give you some fun facts here. This is history with Allie Johnson. Is this going to be fun for everyone? Yes, because it has to do with typhoid Tanya. Oh, God. So, I know we joke about typhoid Tanya upstairs, but typhoid Mary, this is exactly why she spread typhoid. She was a cook, and she would cook in all these different scenarios in people's homes and all this stuff, and everywhere she traveled... All of these people were getting typhoid, and it was that's why they called her Typhoid Mary because everywhere she worked and everywhere she went, even if she got thing. fired, everywhere that Mary went, poop e. hands were was sure to go. to go. Yeah. So she, but they figured out it was because she wasn't using proper hygiene when she was cooking because she wasn't washing her hands when she, she went to the bathroom. Her ass kicks. Yes, I mean okay. she needs her ass a lot of things, but kicked and, and is cleaned one of as them. well apparently. <laughs> Uh, it says antibiotic resistant E. coli is increasingly common. Strains which have um, extended spectrum beta lactamases or ESBLs, say that a thousand times, mm-hmm. um, enzymes that destroy penicillin and other antibiotics are are causing um, this particular concern. It says E. coli is the most common cause of blood poisoning, accounting for about one third of the cases in the UK, with um, the, this particular strain accounting for 10% of those, around 5,000 a year. That's a lot of people. So the employees must wash their hands before returning to work. Maybe that sign wasn't on a Chipotle location, and then all of a sudden that's how this began? Possibly. Because that's... Because it's not necessarily always about the food. Well, because sometimes they, they think it's about the lettuce, or they think it's about the you know the, the this or that. People always I've go never, to lettuce. I've never been upset with Chipotle about the E. coli thing, because they have so much food that's like fresh, that it's hard, it must be hard to keep track of that when it's coming from so many different like local farms. And um, sometimes fecal just happens. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. 
Because fecal is another word yeah. for the S word for that the, we can't say on the radio. I'll say it now. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Sort of. WeWork's new chairman says job cuts are coming in an internal memo. He was also not quoted as saying, With this news, we're excited to announce the rebranding of our company from WeWork to We Unemployed. This report was brought to you by Drop the Subject. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. I don't know. Allie's in here falling apart trying to figure out an email (laughs) issue. Because, Jared, I am... I know I'm on the cusp, but I am considered a millennial. And I should know how to do tech things. And it's confusing because we are in that little section of millennial where we were alive and doing things before computers were around. So we still have a tinge of that old person disorientation when it um, comes to tech. Please speak for yourself. Okay. I Everyone else seems pronouns, fine with it. My pronouns do not include we. <laughs> <laughs> And I have been trying to do something very simple with my email address for, this is the second day. And I've watched, I think, 17 different YouTube videos. No, you have not. Okay, not that many, but I've watched several, and I've watched them many, many times over. I've now gotten to my third article on what information to enter to do this, and I've gotten authentication failed again. I have no idea, and I don't understand why... I am the only one who seemingly can't understand this process. I, I, I'm guessing that it's operator error. but Yes, I know that- <laughs> it is, but I don't know my error, and the internet won't tell me I'm because so I'm not smart enough. I'm sorry. You are good enough, Allie. Let's talk about Turkey. Okay. So we've got uh, a couple of interesting uh, political stories coming out of Washington, D.C. Um, we're going to call this a Trump around. I didn't realize we would be talking so much about Turkey leading up to Thanksgiving in a completely different way. Listen, and we probably will continue talking about Turkey. Mm, Um, So this story comes from NBC News. The headline says Trump lifts sanctions against Turkey, calling the ceasefire in Syria, quote, permanent, which gets more and more interesting as you get through the article. So um, uh, Donald Trump came out this morning saying earlier this morning, the government of Turkey informed my administration that they would be stopping combat and their offensive in Syria and making the ceasefire, quote, permanent. Um, and, and he says, and it will be permanent. It will. After weeks of criticism from members of Congress, including Republicans, Trump claimed vindication for his decision to withdraw U.S. troops from the region this month, saying, let someone else fight over this blood-stained sand. Wow, that's a great compliment to someone's country. Yeah. Blood-stained sand. So then... Um, you ever of those beaches where it's like blood-stained blood sand? That's a little cringy. Yikes. Um, Trump, however, did express some skepticism after the ceasefire would, uh, that the ceasefire would last, adding that, quote, you will also define permanent in that part of the world as somewhat questionable. I want to remind you, two quotes ago, he said... Earlier this morning, the government of Turkey informed my administration that they would be stopping combat and their offensive in Syria and making the ceasefire permanent. And it will be permanent. Two quotes later, Uh you will also define permanent in that part of the world as somewhat questionable. Cool. That doesn't sound like permanent. No, it certainly doesn't. The sanction, he says the sanctions will be lifted unless something happens that we're not happy with. Like... 
the thing not being permanent, the it's ceasefire like not being like permanent. A scolding dumb dad. He's an Unless idiot. something happens that you know I'm not happy with, I'm not going to ground you right now. I think some people thrive on evil, and like it just kind of keeps their blood coursing through their veins. Speaking of evil, there was one aspect to this story that I read that infuriated me, mm. and it was that they were going to keep a small select group of troops in Syria to protect the oil. Yeah. I was like, okay, so people are going to get killed and you value, you're literally outwardly saying I value oil rigs and oil reserves more than human lives. His quote was specifically, it says, um, uh, quote, a small number of U.S. troops will remain in the area, end quote, to protect oil resources, but not, did not provide an exact figure. So it's like, screw the people, yeah. screw the land, screw the country, but the oil, the we've got to okay. protect that. So, so there's, a, there's military out there from the U.S. that are just assigned to protect oil areas. Which is kind of offensive to the troops, in my opinion. Like, yes. That is not what you're... That's offensive you're to everybody. To no, it's not. So, that story. And then, um, this, as you know, the impeachment inquiry is going on in Congress, and they're doing uh, lots of depositions and testimony and all that kind of stuff. This headline, I, I saw this, and I was like, this cannot be right. It says, Republican storm secure room... This comes from NBC News, by the way. Republican storm secure room delaying Pentagon officials impeachment de- deposition. Um, short version, uh, it says, led by uh, Representative Matt Gates, who is a trash human being. The GOP members... <laughs> okay, I'll write that down. ...who don't sit on trash. the committees that are questioning witnesses in the impeachment inquiry entered the secure room, known as a skiff, uh, in the basement of the Capitol Visitor Center. Before entering, they protested Democrats' handling of the probe, arguing that the process was not fair to Republicans or the president. So you can un- to, to kind of unpack this, it says House rules only allow members to participate in depositions if they serve on the committee. So these committee, these various different committees that are on the impeachment inquiry, if you're not on those committees, you cannot be in those hearings. If you cu- if, if anyone mm-hmm. is in there, it, it kind yeah. of pauses it. Sure. So it says, um, which in this case, the committees are the House Intelligence Committee, the Foreign Affairs Committee and the Oversight Committees. Well, um, these members came in used, and they had their phones, which is not allowed in a skiff. You can't have a cell phone. They came in there protesting, yelling and shouting. God, they did like Storm Area 51 style. Kind of. It's like it's kind of Storm Area 51. It kind of feels like busting into detention in high school or something. I mean, like, um, we want to know what's going on. Exactly. Um, Debbie Washerman Saltz, uh, she's a Democrat from Florida, said they came into the secure room yelling that they'd be allowed inside. Some of the members brought their cell phones, which are obviously not permitted. Um, they're saying this is being held behind closed doors for uh, for a reason because they don't want you to see what witnesses are like. And it's like these are being held behind closed doors because this testimony is like it's it's not something that is supposed to be out in the public right now. This is not a trial. He's not going to jail. But they, they're like, this is a Soviet style impeachment process. Oh, they're the ones using Soviets. Exactly. It's like, oh, my Lord, you guys are idiots. And what like, an embarrassing saying, day to be a Republican. It, that's awful. I think that. The excuse of I need to you're you're not doing this properly. It's no fair to us is not an argument. Yeah. Like the fact that this is not f- no fair. Well, like there are Republicans. Every committee has um, Republicans and Democrats. And they're saying that it's not fair to the president because he doesn't get to to see his witnesses. And it's like this is not a trial. No, um, he doesn't get to to have his cronies observing and then deciding how he's going to deal with all these people yeah. and what they're saying so and to convince like, them to shut up uh, tampering with the with you know witness he loves testimony tampering and all that kind of stuff we'll take a quick break happy endings is next drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's a show. It is. Unfortunately, we must say goodbye to you. But the good news is that if you missed anything, everything's available on the podcast. It's all about podcasts these days. Drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. All you have to do is type those words in and voila, you can subscribe, you can rate, you can tell everybody about us, about uh, what you think of the podcast. You can uh, give us a five-star review if you feel so inclined. You can also follow us online at uh, on Instagram and Twitter at DTS Show. Yep, that's absolutely right. So should we, uh, should we do the big finish here? Let's do some happy endings. This is a nice opportunity for us to take some of the things that were sad times, turn them around into good times, end the show on a happy ending. We find a silver lining in something that we talked about during the show that maybe was a little sad. Um, Justin has been writing away, so let's have you start off, Justin. Allie, you maybe can't figure out my email old, but at least you're not still using offensive terms old, even though you did say wackadoo earlier. Oh. Wow. Yeah, uh, wackadoo is a good old person term. But if I start referring to legs as gams, please intervene. <laughs> or if I'm like, I'm just going to sit on this chaise lounge. On this chaise lounge. On the Davenport. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't know what that is. A Davenport? A Davenport? I think it's a fancy word for like an armoire or a chest of drawers. Oh, okay. You should know that, you gay interior designer. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> compliment around here i know right uh what you got (laughs) mine is that uh yes i may have not gotten a reward for not returning a cat to somebody you could say that in a way i was trying to scam them out of a hundred dollars and i was not successful but the truth is this could be a good thing because now i officially qualify to be on that tv show about queer scammers (laughs) which means i could be sitting in a mansion in what was it Malta. malta Malta, yeah, that's a which could be great. Okay, and I'll, it'll be tough because I'll be a real couple. I'll be there with Katie, but we'll also be scammers. Okay, uh, so it'll be a real twist. This will yeah. be season two, I believe. No, I mean I cannot wait for that to yep. get on the TV I machine. Know. So you I have your eyebrows it. raised as far as they will go. Ooh, they are yeah. in the back of my. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really fun for you. All right, you got a well, real wackadoo expression on you. Your face. Do. Real wackadoo. Um, oh, what a nut bar. That, <laughs> What a nightmare. Um, okay, well, mine is we may not be getting the four day week, the four day work week like some folks, but look at the bright side. That's a show for us, ladies. <laughs> I, I, literally, I literally had like Elizabeth Warren plays board games. <laughs> <laughs> but on the bright side, Elizabeth Warren plays board games. I mean, and I mean, if that's not enough, I don't New know. New rule. If you've got nothing, you can't go last. Oh, that's, oh. it was actually, I, you don't want to see what I had when I asked you to read yours. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have the beginning of one? There was like a blinking cursor. So <laughs> let's, let me tell you. Um, that is a show for us, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, we appreciate you joining us. Make sure you check us out online. Make sure to follow us on the social meds. Have a great day and we'll see you back here tomorrow. On the, ne- on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, what would you do if you found out you had 14 brothers and sisters? We'll be talking to a woman who just took a DNA test and found out she's 100% 14 people's sister. She just took a DNA test. Turns out she's 100% not an only child, okay, even when enough. she's... Thank you, Allie. Uh, should I lift my headshot here? Nope. You didn't take my headshot. I'm wearing the same blouse as my headshots. I noticed. <laughs> Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.